there, hey beautiful listeners. It's your co-host Kate here. Just a little heads up that this week's episode starts out a little bit wonky, which is why I'm talking to you. We seem to have lost our intro and the first few moments of the episode, so I'm just here to give you the basic brass tacks. This is season two, episode eight, Atlantic City. It first aired on November 13th, 2006. Our writer for this episode is Maria Ferrari, lady writer. (laughs) And our director, as always, is Pam Fryman. Now we're going to drop you into Atlantic City, right when Lily is tasting Marshall's delicious pancakes. And no, that's not a metaphor. So we see Lily trying Marshall's pancakes, and they're mm-hmm. actually delicious, which is definitely different from the first pancake right. day after she left, when he made them for uh, Ted and Robin, and they were disgusting. <laughs> so good job, Marshall, and that's the only the only thing he learned to cook while she was away. Bless. But you know, it's something. It's tough, man. It's tough to get the perfect pancake. Yeah, I can't. I can make a lot of things, and I can make mm-hmm. a lot of really yummy things, but breakfast is not my forte. Oh, dude, breakfast is my favorite thing to cook. A blueberry pancake? Forget yeah, I just it. don't love breakfast. What? Or brunch, I know. What? Oh, my gosh. I really, like, give me dessert any day of the week. Oh, man, give me bacon and eggs. I'm basically Ron Swanson. Lily slips up in her pancake euphoria and refers to Marshall as the guy she's marrying, but Ooh. it's pretty clear that they haven't had the conversation about what getting back together means. Mm-hmm. She's sort of saying, I know we haven't had this conversation, but I still want to. Do you still want to? And Marshall is just offended. So put off. He's so put off, you know, in a kind of jokey way. And through this whole thing, you can kind of tell he loves having the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and he deserves he I think to it's draw this out. Yeah, role reversal for sure. Yeah. He's not used to reach your settler, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reach your settler. So you know he's saying this is the lamest proposal ever, and you got to get down on your knee, and you should, you know, talk about how smart and funny and handsome Speech. I am, how how buff I'm getting, and all this. And eventually, she just says, "Oh, will you freaking marry me?" And she also refers to their first proposal where she. Got hit in the eye with a champagne cork. Yeah. So, yeah, of course Marshall wants to marry her again. He never, he never wavered. So then we get this adorable little callback mm-hmm. to the first time where they got engaged and they pop up from the kitchen floor, presumably post-coitus. Mm-hmm. And um, they're really excited about getting married. And there's this, like, cute little joke about, a creative use of syrup and Lily can't even look Mrs. Butterworth in the eye. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I started to think about what oh, they gosh. could have done and just, I want to discontinue that train of thought. But. Oh, so sticky. Mm, I don't like to mix food in sexy times. I was just going to say no judgment, Separate. no tea, no shade. I don't want to mix. I don't want food on my body. No. It smells. It smells. It feels sticky and Cause weird. Cause it's a lot of like dairy it's like yeah. whipped cream and like chocolate. It's like, I don't want to smell like dairy. I know. And, and like, can I have and my saliva? lactate first? And saliva? And saliva. Blech. 
Oh, no thanks. Yeah, like so, if I'm going to like whip cream off someone's body, I definitely need a lactate first and that's not sexy. <laughs> well, can we stop this? Let me just Hold on, hold lactate. on. I have to take it with the first bite. Okay. <laughs> and go. I mean, the discomfort after. It's, it's, it's just not worth it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't like to mix food and sex at all. I mean, mm-hmm. eating food. Chris made these steaks the other night that would, to quote one of his friends, "sex on a plate." Like they were just yeah. fan fucking tastic. Mm. I don't. I don't need to mix the two to have like. I don't and know. you have an incredible experience separately. Yeah. Shouldn't be put together. No. And that's fine. It would cancel each other out. If you, I mean, if you enjoy putting sticky milky things on your body oh better you than me you know what i mean yeah Yeah. enjoy good for you not for me as amy (laughs) poehler would say without that weird accent yeah so they are super excited to get married but then there's this panic that sets in Mm -hmm. and we get again you know this flashback to marshall calling his relatives telling them the wedding is off and he has this conversation with somebody he's like you know what do you what do you call that person like who does that and then he's shocked by what the person on the other end says. And come to find out it's his grandma. So safe to say that his family's pissed. I mean, who wouldn't be? This is Marshall and they love Marshall. You know, like Marshall is like yeah. their family and they're yeah, a, a close if, family. If some little old lady in Minnesota is using words that make Marshall blush. Right. Well, he is in for it. That's mm-hmm. that's for sure. And he's like surrounded by like wadded up tissues. It's clear yeah. that he's having a really tough time doing it. It's it's rough. Poor guy. And I mean, really, he should have just called his parents and then his parents disseminate the information. Is that is that like That's how it's done. Protocol? Yeah, that's protocol. Lily is realizes that she's scared and embarrassed to stand in front of the altar. Mm-hmm. in front of people who hate her yeah and and she gets this idea in her mind that they just need to elope and they need to get married right now and today yeah. and just yep. go to Atlantic city the path of least resistance yep the easy way out but of course nothing in life is that easy i also love that lily says wow i really made a big mess canceling this yeah and marshall's like you're, you're just realizing just that- realizing that now are you and, and she can, was. Yeah. And she's still in that like weird impulsive phase. She's a little bit she's a little bit manic in this early part of, of season two. Yeah, I don't like her. Like this episode this episode's tough. It's tough. And there was a turning point for me where the episode turned around mm. and I liked it, but but she just kind of goes on like a decline. Yeah. And I mean it's all just desperation. She's just Yeah terrified of swallowing her pride so mm-hmm. well a little rhyme for you guys so we cut to robin at the news station in front of a blue screen delivering some truly terrifying local news about piranhas in the east river what you don't know could eat you <laughs> i just love oh. how she smiles through it it's so great i know and we see Lily and marshall come sprinting into the set the studio the studio yep and uh interrupt the newscast stop the news yeah it's so cute it's adorable because of course no one gives a shit about metro news one no when the producer's just like uh, uh whatever yeah, mike yeah, can yeah, yeah. read the news tonight right mike, you can read right yeah i'm the best at reading i'm the best at reading the oh. lovebirds tell robin they're going to atlantic city to elope and they wanted to come 
she asks if she if she can have the night off and of course no one gives a shit as we just said and they're off and the next stop is ted's office Mm -hmm. everybody's excited ted makes sure that it's not a shotgun situation and then he hesitates he says he can't take off because he's the project manager now Mm -hmm. as we remember he's super important soup's important so lily gets him where it hurts in order to get him to leave right in the story right in the story she right in the story and you know this is another example of what craig and carter talked about how the characters kind of know to some degree there's some sort of consciousness of the fact Mm -hmm. that this is a story being told later so Lily says, we're going to be telling the amazing story of how we eloped in Atlantic City for the rest of our lives. Don't you want to be part of that? And that gets him. Obviously, it sort of puts everything in perspective. Yeah, he's a sucker. Right. And also, one day of work, what is that compared to seeing your best friends in the world get married? And, of course, he wants to edit the story before it is told later on. And he asked them to leave out the part when he hesitates. I love that part. Yeah. So next up is Barney. And they find him getting a pedicure, which supports the jerk nails theory. Yeah. <laughs> and Barney's Barney, basically, and con- congratulates Lily and then shames Marshall at the same time for getting married. But Barney says that he's in as soon as his pedicure's over. And at first... They're a little stressed out about time, but then Lily realizes, hey, it's my wedding day. And so they all sit down to get a pedicure before heading off to AC. And, you know, for Lily's wedding day, that outfit. Not great. It's not great. That was her choice. A lot of leather. Yeah. Like very bondage. Well, I guess that, that kind of signals the fact that she wasn't really in like the wedding state of mind, right? I guess. Like, maybe deep down, subconsciously, she knew she wasn't getting dressed for her actual wedding. Because, yeah, it's not a very festive No, outfit. it's not. It's, it's like a funerally kind of outfit. So, next scene, we see them all rush into the casino, all bright-eyed and looking around. Wow. Yeah, why are they still running? That was my I don't, first thought. I don't know. Did I don't they know. run from New York? <laughs> it reminded me of, like, I don't know why, but, like, Scooby-Doo. It reminded me of, like, theater. Yeah, oh, Yeah. It was like a very theater entrance, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's perfect. Yes. And Barney's looking around with, like, wonderment and nostalgia, and he, like, straightens his tie. He's like, ah, AC, always in decline, never hitting bottom. It's good to be back, old friend. The weird middle-distance monologue. <laughs> yeah, it is very strange, very middle-distance monologue. And Ted asks him if he's been there before, and Barney kind of brushes him off eh, once or twice. And then this man walks over who clearly knows Barney and greets him in Mandarin and mm-hmm. Barney responds to him. And then he amends his a previous statement two or three times. And so now we know Barney knows Mandarin. Yeah. Something else we know about Barney, which is... The man is full of surprise. He's an enigma. Yeah. So we know that there's a deeper story here about mm-hmm. that. And I also love when they come in that Lily says, I'll have my pick of something old. Yeah. And then Marshall says, and something blue. Someone should really check on this lady. I love that. Which totally sums up basically any casino. Yeah. It's a lot mostly of elderly old people. people just gambling that social security, which is really sad. It's it's truly sad, yeah. It's very sad to watch. 
Anyway. Anyway, back Lily. To the fun. Lily suddenly realizes that she doesn't have a veil or a bouquet, and she needs both of those things to get married because, of course. And then she realizes Robin's outfit is too nice, and she tells Robin she has to go find an outfit where she doesn't look better than the bride. She's going to go get the bouquet and tells the boys to get a veil, and they'll meet back in the chapel in 20 minutes. This is one of those times when there are several times throughout this series when Robin is just the best friend and just extremely clutch. Yeah. There's just a couple times where she really shows up, and this is one episode where she crushes it. Yeah, she really... She nails it, for sure. Yeah. And she goes all in, too. Mm-hmm. You know? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Accessories and everything. But we'll so get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Barney finds a veil in two minutes and gives the group 18 minutes of freedom. And as Marshall's best man, and this is, again, one of those great running gags where Barney thinks he is Ted or and or Marshall's best friend, but he's not. Yes. And they, the other one always corrects. Mm-hmm. You know, if he says he's Ted's best friend, Marshall says he's not. If he says he's Marshall's best friend, Ted says he's not. Love it. Um, and now this is like the best man, too. It's both of them. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, so he's going to throw him a bachelor party. So they sneak off to get some lap dances at a strip club. Mm, Atlantic City strippers. Yum. So the boys show up later at the wedding chapel with drinks and a veil in tow. And Marshall tries to be cool about it and not say anything, but immediately tells Lily that they went to a strip club and that he got a lap dance. Yep. So he's got, he's got no chill on that sense. And then in comes Robin. Oh. With this freaking bathing suit, like bikini shirt and the visor. Oh. Very classic Jersey Shore souvenirs. So perfect. Like, Absolutely. I really want one of those shirts now as an adult. I really want one. Right. And I always remember how her skin tone perfectly matches the yeah. t-shirt yeah that so it makes it even creepier Ooh, yeah and i realized i i had never picked up on this before but the bikini bottom has like fringe along yeah the and she shakes and it so she shakes it when she comes in i thought i think i in the past i just thought she was like shaking the fake boobs no it's the she's fringe. shaking the crotch fringe it's so amazing and in in my mind i like to think because this is something i would do like if I had gotten that in my wardrobe, right? I would have put it on and I would have immediately shaken in it. Hell yeah. You know, so I feel like that was something like she brought. It wasn't a direction given to her. Yeah. Like, how do you not... Shake that crotch fringe. Yeah. Crotch fringe. And maybe she like... And maybe Robin, the character, I feel like she probably looked at several of these, you know? And Mm -hmm. chose the one like, oh, this one's sassy with this fringe. Yeah. Specifically for the fringe. I love it. And I love when Kobe Smulders gets a chance to be funny. She's very funny. And the physical stuff, she doesn't get to do that a lot. So this is just this is just such a good episode for her. And I love just how serious she is throughout the entire episode while wearing that outfit yeah. the, the whole time. All the money I spent on a bridesmaid shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I love it. So Ted is sort of being judgy about the things people waste money on in, in Atlantic City when he sees her outfit. And she just says, does it smell like strippers in here? Which I love. I don't know what that means. But it is key that here, Ted doesn't tell Robin about the strip club. Mm. He ends up getting loose lips later. But here he doesn't tell her. Strippers so, smell delicious, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. Good to know. Like I perfume mean, and soap. You'd, want, you'd think And so. lotion. Yeah. 
So Lily shows off her hideous bouquet that plays the wedding march. Oh, it's so bad. Like golds and maroons. Like, what the hell? So, I mean, none of this feels... It doesn't feel tacky in a way that it's really going to happen. It feels... Everything feels off. Like, mm-hmm. you stole the veil from someone who's getting married. The bouquet is just terrible and ugly and tacky. Um, your bridesmaid is in a boob oh. shirt. Just yeah. the whole thing, it's like, it's very Atlantic City, but it feels very un, unserious. Like, this doesn't feel like a real wedding. Yeah, it's jokey. Yeah, it's very jokey. Like, you you expect Korean Elvis to just, like, pop out of there. Like, K.E., you know. that's so true. He's probably still nursing his balls, though. So, they go up to the wedding chapel, and the woman at the desk is like, of course, like everything this episode, she's the exact opposite of what you would expect in a wedding chapel Mm -hmm. receptionist you know she's very monotone and just completely uninterested and she's great this whole episode just delivers everything very flat yeah and so we're figuring out that this really is not going to be as smooth as these two had hoped she explains the different packages and they're like no we just we just want a quickie wedding and she lets them know this isn't vegas you know they were i think they were thinking casino town means quickie weddings but not in New Jersey. According to the show, uh, in New Jersey, it takes three days to get a marriage license. But Lily is adamant that it has to be today. Because has if, to. It's not, if it's not today, she's going to lose her nerve. We learn that the wedding lady is also calling Kino. And there are a couple great moments of Barney, like, really surreptitiously checking his ticket in his pocket. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling, her. I would think Neil Patrick Harris came up with that on his own. Yeah. Because he's, like, gambling in every sense throughout this whole yep. episode. It's great. So we cut back from the break after Marshall and Lily have gotten the bad news. And the woman's telling them that people get married here all the time, but it's not for the convenience. It's for the sandy white beaches. And, like, rattling off all these things that are just extremely not true about Atlantic City, <laughs> but must be in a brochure somewhere. And I just love Ted's line. It's just so descriptive. There's half an orca rotting not 20 feet from the cabana <laughs> oh so disgusting it really evokes a powerful image yeah yeah marshall asks the woman if she's sure about the rules of getting married in a state where she does weddings <laughs> she's like yeah i'm pretty sure so good for her for standing up to these clowns they're gonna try to make this happen in a different way the woman says they can go to a courthouse and try to find a judge who will waive the three-day minimum for getting a marriage license and she says you need extreme circumstances like i'm going to iraq tomorrow to serve my country but yeah give we're in love a whirl so the next scene we see everybody waiting at the courthouse in what looks like the longest slowest moving line ever um and ted can't stop staring at robin's shirt boobs (laughs) but who can blame him because they're look great they're so shiny. They're so shiny. <laughs> um, finally, it's t- uh, Marshall and Lily's turn, and we see um, this registrar, and it is Kate Micucci. And yeah. I looked up how to say her last name, because it's like, there's no way. Micucci? Yeah. Micucci. Yeah. Uh, you may remember her from all sorts of things. She was on um, 
raising hope for a while. She's been on Scrubs. She was, oh, she was in Garfunkel and Oates. That's what I was going to say. She's half of Garfunkel and Oates. They do mm-hmm. amazingly funny songs if you haven't heard them. Yeah, and she plays this registrar who is... She's like a sadist. Yeah, She's pretty like much. A, a peppy sadist. Yeah. And so I was looking at her IMDb, IMDb page, and I love when they list trademarks. So hers are large doe eyes. Okay. Quirky and energetic personality. Mm-hmm. And often sings or plays guitar or ukulele in her roles. So she does this thing where she says, yeah, I'll waive the waiting period. And they're like, yes. She's like, is what I would to say if I could. Ugh. And so every she gives them every answer they want to hear, and then mm-hmm. it's immediately followed up with, if is what I would say, if I could. Right. Um, so anyway, the point is they can't get in to see the judge. And mm-hmm. uh, Ted and Robin at some point sneak off to go have sex <laughs> because he is so turned on by the shirt. Like, and he even wants her to keep it on. And it's just... I love this little scene between the two of them. It was very funny. And Lily has this brilliant plan to sit and wait for the judge to walk by and use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. That would make me not want to do anything for anybody. Right? Like, leave me alone. Let me pee. She's like lost her freaking mind at this point. She has because she's so convinced that this is the only option if she wants to marry Marshall because otherwise she has to face his family. Um, okay, that's what happens when yeah. you fucking up and leave. Yeah, she's still working through some stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we didn't talk about the fact that at the courthouse, Barney runs into oh yet more Chinese businessmen, and they even know suit up and legendary, and Barney is apparently pretty good in Mandarin. He doesn't mm-hmm. just know a couple words. I mean, passable. he really goes for it. Yeah, passable. And I, I was looking on Reddit, and I'll talk a little bit more about the the Chinese stuff. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying that, that Neil Patrick Harris's accent is actually recognizable. Like, you can actually yeah. understand what he's saying in Mandarin, which is cool. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris can probably do anything if you give him enough time. Oh, yeah. he's He'll go all in. Yeah. For sure. Oh, and we didn't talk about, like, the the fade into the old ladies and old men. Oh, yeah, this was one of the episodes. So I, I was watching this, and then I got an alert on my phone saying I had to take my dog to the vet, and I totally forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, thank God for those things. Jesus Christ. So this is one of those. So, if Kate, if you choose to leave this in when you're editing, friends <laughs> of the show, oftentimes I will leave out entire chunks of yeah. scenes, usually sure. important pieces, because <laughs> I watch the show a little bit as a, at a time, and... I don't always go back to the right place. So, well, that's, that's why we I'm have here, you friend. here for. Yeah, that's why you're the host and I'm the co-host. <laughs> and you get the the quotes word for word that I don't bother putting down. So, that's make true. A good team, make a good team. Yeah. So, what the the scene that Caitlin missed was them waiting outside the bathroom, and then, you know, they say, "Oh, how long could this possibly take?" And then there's like a crossfade to old people in similar clothes sitting mm-hmm. there. So we think for a second that it's taking forever, but really they just went to the Vending machines and the old people stole their seats. Vultures. And then at some point, a judge walks by and Lily runs into the men's room to get him. She has lost her marbles. She has. So back in the judge's chambers, Lily and Marshall put on that damn bouquet again. 
And they're doing this little dance, oh. trying to inspire some enthusiasm from the judge who just says, turn it off. Which yeah. I love. And he says, normally I don't allow this. Normally I won't waive the, the, the waiting period. But I'm impressed by you guys. So the, he, they must have already told him their story. Right. He says, you've been together for 10 years, standing by each other's side, never wavering. Marshall gives Lily a little look. Mm-hmm. And the judge kind of presses them on it. Like, what was that? Like, look what was that for? look? Yeah, yep. you just you two just shared a look, which is like the right. repetitive thing that happens in this episode. And I love the when the judge says, "You stood together through thick and thin, right?" And they're both talking, but you hear Marshall go, "Hey, man, listen, what's thick and what's thin?" <laughs> I just love that little ad lib. Yeah, yeah, he's so good like that. But then he sticks in a jab of, "I have." And Lily gives him a look. So, obviously things are breaking down. But before either of them can say anything, Barney confesses everything. Uh, They're under from, oath. From the summer breakup all the way to Ted and Robin having sex in the closet. Because, like Caitlin said, they're under oath and he's a judge. And Ted's like, no, we're not. We didn't swear on anything. And he says, he basically thinks an, the oath is a courthouse roof. We're Point under it. Oath. We're under it. <laughs> Love it. So I feel like that's such like a like a little kid perception, you know, that like yeah. never unlearned, like a little kid misunderstanding. I love those things. Like, did you do you have any of those things where you didn't know what it was or you thought it was something? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I have one anytime on the radio and they're talking about Elise or something like, and they say they would say like, and nothing due at signing. Yeah. I thought it was one word, and I was 28 before I realized that it was... Thought what, Elise? Like, A-L-Y-S-E? No, no, no. They say, like, and, you know, with no money, do it signing. Like, you don't have to bring any money to the signing of the papers. So you thought do it signing was all one word? Yeah, I had no idea what it meant. And (laughs) in my brain, I could not figure it out until I was, like, 28. This is a cute one. This is a very cute one that I can think of off the top of my head. So... Um, but you gotta give me a dumb one. Mine was dumb. My mom was very is very practical. My dad was more of like a romantic. And so when I was a little girl and I was scared of a thunderstorm, my dad told me it was angels bowling. You told me that. Yeah. Yeah. And my and my mom thought my mom told me it was stormy weather. So the next time that there was a thunderstorm, and probably for a while after that. I thought there was an angel named Stormy Weather who was bowling. Which, in my defense, Stormy Weather is a great name for an angel. Did you not know that? That's, like, so pure and, Isn't like... It so sweet? No, <laughs> so but sad. you told me your dad... You told me, you're like, my dad said that Thunder is angels bowling. Angels bowling. I was bowling. like, what? Yeah. And my dad wasn't even religious. I'm like, are angels big? Yeah, I pictured like gigantic angels. One of them happened to be named Stormy Weather. So I said, it's Stormy Weather Bowling. The next time it was thundering. Isn't that so sweet? It's so precious. Yeah, it was pretty cute. I love it. (laughs) So Marshall realizes that this marriage thing is just not going to happen today. But Lily starts to go into full-blown freak-out mode. Yeah. And she's wants to get married in international waters so she just has to find a ship captain and she gets like really pumped up and the group is all like slumped over nobody's into this and so she starts looking around and robin 
being a good friend that she is, volunteers to go and talk to her to find out why this is so important to get married today. All whilst in shirt boobs. In shirt boobs, yeah. Very serious conversation. Mm -hmm. So we find out that the motivation for this is because Lily is just so fucking mortified to be in front of Marshall's family again. You know, she said they'll be cracking runaway bride jokes while sipping cups of mayonnaise. And she doesn't want to give them the chance, so she's just going to get married today. She's so embarrassed. And like Marshall pointed out earlier in the episode, like you didn't like just realize that, but clearly she's really just realizing what it meant to walk away. It wasn't just Marshall. It was his family too. Yeah, it was like 200 people. Like they had a Mm -hmm. huge wedding planned. Yeah. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Did you, I'm, I'm, I was putting myself in her shoes a little bit because the podcast listeners didn't know this. This is my second marriage that I'm on now. Mm-hmm. And I remember after the first one fell apart, I was so humiliated. I mean, we'd been married for like two years and I was still like so humiliated when it fell apart that I thought I'd never get married again. Like I didn't want my family to like show, I didn't want to put my family through like, like, Oh, they're, we're here again. You know? And I yeah. was just so, I was just so humiliated by it. So I can't even imagine if like the wedding hadn't happened at all. And everyone bought presents and spent money and, all of that, it still, to me, felt like it had been a waste of everyone's time and money, you know, for a two-year two years. Two year marriage, yeah. We talked about that a lot, because, again, yeah. like, my second marriage as well, mm-hmm. um, and I remember something petty that we used to do to help us feel better, uh. is that we would then, like, well, this guy we went to school with, he, he got married and then divorced not even a year later, and he's already engaged again, and it's only right. been... Six right. months. We're, we just tried so, to measure ourselves like, oh, we'll never be that bad. We've already passed that Yeah, like at least so. we waited. Yeah. We were married for a couple of years or... Right. Um, and we didn't just you know. jump back into it. But whatever. Do whatever you want, people. But Yeah, do whatever you want. Do what feels right for you. That was coping mechanisms for us who... For Caitlin and I who were just very ashamed of our situations. And we shouldn't have been, but it's tough. I mean, you stand yeah. up there in front of a whole bunch of people and then it all ends up being... You know, not what you thought it would be, and it's tough. And also, I don't like to be wrong. I'm oh, wrong same. a lot. I'm wrong a lot. Let's pride, clear the air. I mean, pride I is am, why it lasted as long as it did, you know? Yeah. Like, yikes. Exactly. Because, like, that's a big, it, it's a big, it feels like failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's not. No. Everyone makes makes wrong decisions, and you just have to deal with it and get over it. It's the not admitting that something was wrong that keeps you and stuck. And learning from it. Yeah, it keeps you stuck and, and you'll never you'll never be able to do better for yourself. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, Marshall ends up finding a ship captain who was the first guy he talked to, but it's going to cost five grand for him to take them out into international waters and marry them. And Lily is just like, all right, everyone, fork it up. Hand over your cash. Don't think about it. Just do it. This is when I would have slapped the fuck Me out too. Of her. What the fuck? Not worried about her friend's cash flow at all. They all live in New York City, goddammit. And she's like, just like, let's make $5,000 happen for this. Like, excuse no, fuck you. the fuck out of me. Yeah, so this is when, that's when I was at my breaking point with Absolutely. Lily. And just like, oh, fuck you, you ungrateful little bitch. And then oh. here's my turning point. Okay. The camera then, like, turns to Barney, who's, like, straight-faced, and he's like, I can get us that money. (laughs) And Ted's intrigued. And uh, Barney then brings up, 
He's like, have you noticed that all day Chinese people keep coming up to me and saying hi? <laughs> and Ted replies that, yeah, and have you noticed I haven't asked because he's afraid of the answer? Yeah. I would be terrified just knowing what we know already about Barney. Right, right. So Barney reveals that those are his old gambling buddies. And truth is, Barney used to come to Atlantic City all the time. And mm-hmm. even had a small gambling problem, he lost his entire life savings. For Barney, imagine how much that probably was. A lot of fucking money. Way and, more money than you and I will ever have, I'm And sure. we know that he still has a little bit of a gambling thing and that it runs in his family. His mom is his bookie. Yeah. And we'll find out later uh, in the season how he got this gambling addiction, like when he first really started gambling in Monday Night Football. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we find out that he used to play this, ga- this game, Shing Hai Sh- Hai Sub. Boo Shing. I can't mm-hmm. remember how to say it. He says like Shing, Hai Shabu Shing. Yeah, I see it's like a tonal language. And yeah. I'm not good at that. And apparently it is like a real, I mean, it's not a real game, but the it's real Mandarin. And I guess it means like can or cannot, right? Yep. I read the same thing too. Okay, which cool. Is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Barney you know, despite losing his entire life savings, is feeling pretty hot, and he oaths it that he can get the money. <laughs> because it's not gambling if you absolutely know you're going to win. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. What a gambler. So we're at the table of Shing, Haijabu Shing. We get this voiceover of Ted. He's saying, to this day, I have no idea how it was played. I've never seen such a complicated <laughs> game. And we're just seeing all the men at the table frantically shoving in chips there are mahjong tiles for yeah. some reason <laughs> they get up and shift places yeah right there's now. like dice then there's like yahtzee dice and then there's like a big wheel and all around all the while in the background if you watch marshall <laughs> he's, he's like studying it and then also anticipating what's going to happen so he's slowly picking up on it we know marshall loves games so i love that they used that bit of his character here this is something I love that they do in the show like that is that it reminds me too of like Arrested Development where that's that tiny little piece, mm-hmm. you know, and then they like pull it through, pull that thread through somewhere yeah. else. Like Marshall loves games and is super competitive and right. creates Marsh, um, Marsh, Marsh Gammon. Gammon. Yeah. You know, it's, complicated it's, game. It's one of those things that in writing in general you should get to a point when you're writing something big like this where you set a scene and you know how each character is going to react. Yeah. You know? So it was cool that they really thought about who who would pick up on the game and help Barney. Of course yeah. it's Marshall. And yeah. so um, Marshall says he gets it. Ted doesn't believe him. And Barney's skeptical too. But Marshall says, split your tiles. You can triple the money if you find the jelly bean. <laughs> How? That's one of the most ridiculous sentences ever. Marshall is some kind of a game genius because they're not even speaking his language. And he knows that there is a jelly bean somewhere. Barney kind of says, yeah, right. But then he realizes Marshall's right. Mm-hmm. And so Barney says something about splitting his tiles, I'm guessing. And all the men seem to raise. They all push their money in. And then this row of girls come out with their fists out. And they count. Very, like, unofficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all this money. Right, 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 right. And they come out. 
he finds the orange jelly bean and wins it all. And everyone goes freaking apeshit. And it's amazing. Good job, Marshall, for getting all that money. Too bad yeah. it's going to fucking go to waste. <sighs> Trash. Yeah, so now we've got all this money. They can get married on the ship. They've got the five grand that they need. And it's actually, like, pretty cute looking. Like I know. He must do this pretty regularly. Yeah. Like, he, uh, took, he took him for a ride with that much money. But the setup and also the fact that he has two scripts... Yeah. You feel like he actually kind of enjoys doing this. You could do, well, he was pretty, so he has a funny and a serious one, and they <laughs> choose serious, even though he's, he's like, you know, there's a lot of funny nautical jokes. Like, Trying to get him to get it. <laughs> and it gives him kind of like a dirty look, because they want the serious one, but it, it was really cute, I thought. And speaking of the ship captain, uh, the actor's name is Todd Stashwick, and this is actually another... Buffy crossover character. Well, not oh. crossover character, but crossover actor. He played an Fashnik demon on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hmm. So another another Joss, uh, How I Met Your Mother crossover. He's also in Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is a great fucking show. Yeah, it's a good one. And Heroes, which is not that good. First season was good. Eh, you know, Chris said it was great. He said, oh, I love that show. I... He really enjoyed watching it. So mm. I watched it when I was home for a little while. Yeah. And it I hate watched it. I hated it. I don't know if it hated would hold it. up if I watched it again now. Yeah. That's what Chris says. I liked Hayden Panettiere's character. Huh? I liked Hayden Panettiere's character. Yeah. Just She's the, cute. The cheerleader that can't he that just heals automatically. I know who cool. she is. I watched enough. But that means that's another heroes crossover because Ted's mom was in Heroes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Anyway, back to the boat. Back to the boat. So he's doing the serious one, and Steve's doing the ceremony, and then there's one point where Ted and Robin look at each other, and they share a moment. Kind of, if you've mm. ever been to a wedding with, you know, a serious, significant other, like you, there's just something about it, like that feeling of love that makes you realize that you love the person you're with. And so, like, when I was at your, you... Your wedding this this summer. Yeah. I remembered my wedding and just like the feeling of overwhelming love that I had for Christopher and the guests and everyone there. And I was like knowing that you were feeling that too. And like I was just remembering it and it just makes me like I almost get like a high off of it. Like I just feel so lovey and emotional. Yeah. I love a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Plus food, so. So Ted looks at her and he's like, I can't believe you said you never want to get married. And Robin says that she never said never wanted to get married. So what does that mean? That's, I mean, we've already kind of been able to tell that something shifted in her. Yeah. Since Ted Mosby architect, but that was some serious character development. The fact that that door is even like a crack open. Mm Mm-hmm. That shows, you know. She's I feel like it's not even a crack open. I feel like you saw the light go on underneath. Like, ooh, I like that image. Yeah, it's good. Me one. too. Oh, and we can't forget Barney just being so amped up. Yeah. Before the ceremony because <laughs> he starts. won. And Ted's just like, we're gonna go to a little meeting when we get back to the city. Yeah. He's like, why can't I do it just a little bit? 
you and everyone else in Atlantic City is wondering the same thing, buddy. Steve is, you know, going on with the ceremony, and and it's just like when they were with the judge earlier, and mm-hmm. talking about like staying with each other and being there for one another, and all the things that like a really strong marriage and long term commitment require. And yeah. Steve notices that they share another look. Yeah. And that's when it hits them both. They realize that they don't want to elope, that mm-hmm. they are going to plan yet another wedding. So this will be the third the wedding third that one. they're planning. Mm-hmm. And they want everyone to be there. And yeah. Lily admits out loud to everybody, what we all know, um, that she didn't want to face Marshall's family. Yeah. She was embarrassed and she didn't want to do that work. Mm-hmm. But being there, she realizes that she has to face th- his family and she wants to do all of that right. work. And that is huge. Yeah. It's huge. The fact that at this point, when they give a look to each other when the boat captain is talking, it's not during the stuff about fidelity and stuff. It's when he's talking about being surrounded by all the people that they love. And Marshall looks so upset because family is so important to him, you know? And so you see Lily kind of realize that the best thing she can do to heal Marshall and to heal this whole thing is to go through with it. And also, I mean, what are you going to avoid his family the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. You can't. Time to ovary up. They end up kissing each other, and then <laughs> Steve takes that as pronounced, you know, now, oh, they're married, so now pronounces them man and wife. Somebody and they, missed the whole conversation right before that. Mm-hmm. Oh, just like me. <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> You and Steve meant to be. Ooh. I do like boats. Oh. Oh, and I did like the way he decorated it. You like boats? And I liked his nautical joke. You Mm. like boats, Becky? (laughs) There's a little Easter egg joke for our (gasps) friends who have seen the show. Anyway. That was good. Uh, Anyway, yeah. So Steve then pronounces them man and wife. They flip out, and he makes them unpronounce them Mm -hmm. man and wife. And they were married for... 12 seconds or something. But actually, the commanding officer of any seafaring vessel, you know, a captain, cannot legally marry people. They're actually expressly forbidden from doing so, and they have been for centuries. So they weren't even close to being married. So where... So (laughs) So I... I'm assuming that the writers didn't know that. They kind of just went on the urban legend. But it would be so funny if they knew that and... The boat captain knew that, but still gets this into doing weddings, even though he knows they're fake. Oh my God, stop it, because I want to marry Steve now. That sold it. Sealed the deal. This might not be legit, but I'm still going to take your five grand and make it the best night of your life. Yes, yes. Perfect. So they get unmarried, and then someday in the future, it's another weekend morning at the apartment, just like at the beginning of the episode. And we see Marshall and Lily on the couch again. But plot twist, <laughs> Ted comes out of his room, just totally nonchalant, says hey, wearing the be- the bikini shirt. I need one of those shirts. Right? I think we need to get them. And <laughs> Lily says really concerned, is Robin even here? <laughs> and Marshall just says, man, I hope so. But Ted's just living his best life in that freaking shirt. I love that he had good, it on. Good for him. Good for him. I wish, though, he didn't have the boxers on. <laughs> I wish it was just, just like, the t-shirt. Just like pasty man thigh. 
Yeah. Oh my God. They have one with an American flag bikini. Perfect. Oh God. For, for the 4th of July. I'm going to buy it. Do it. It's very necessary. Fuck yeah. Yeah. If anyone else out there has a bikini shirt like this, please take a picture of yourself in it and send it to us and we will share it. We will share it on Twitter. All right. Let's finish this episode. Then you can buy your shirt. Okay. Sorry. So I have a question before we get to the legendary moments. Okay. Did you and Chris ever think about eloping? Like fully no. eloping? No. No. Be- I mean, we got married uh, with 27 people. So it's yeah. basically like almost an elopement. Yeah. Because um, it was so small, but mm-hmm. we had just like a handful of people there. How about you? Oh, like a million times. Yeah. Um, it gets stressful. It gets stressful. Again, like, I'm, probably even in the beginning, I was, like, sort of subconsciously feeling a little like Lily, like, oh, this is my second marriage. Like, I shouldn't make a big deal about it. But mm. then I was like, no, fuck that. Like, this is Liz's first marriage, and I wanted to be just as special, even more so. And Yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted to do the whole the whole thing. But, yes, as you go along... It makes you really want to elope. And the two of us even talked it through. Like, we kind of wanted to just go and do it. I think it was, um, we were worried about Trump taking it away. Like, taking same-sex marriage away. Yeah. And so we wanted to just, like, get it done with somehow. And, um, like, in a panic one night, we started looking up, like, flights to Vegas and, like, ways to just do it. But mm-hmm. it just, like, the logistics of it were not working out. So we were like, whatever. Like, let's... Let's huh, roll the dice, get it, and but I'm just, just plan plan a real one. And I'm so, I'm so glad we did. It ended up being just like the perfect day. So, all right, let's see what we have for legendary moments from our listeners this week. The first one comes from Shelby on Twitter, and Shelby says, "Oh, my legendary moment from this one is definitely when Ted hesitates. Lily says that he'll want to be part of this story, and he says." He'd prefer that she leave out the part where he hesitates when they tell this epic story while he is telling this epic story. So that's so true that when he tells the story, he still leaves in the hesitation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a good one. That was a, a definitely a cute little moment that sums up Ted pretty well. Our next legendary moment is from Tanya. She writes, it's becoming harder and harder to choose just one legendary moment. I totally understand Abha's weekly predicament. <laughs> Same. As the show develops, the characters and their chemistry is improving exponentially. Even when the actors have no lines, they're still nailing it with excellent reaction faces. Very true. Very important part of acting <laughs> is reacting. If I have to choose a legendary moment, it's when Barney plays... Can you, can you say it again for me? Shing. Hai Shibu Shing. Thank you. <laughs> and Marshall is the only one who understands the game almost immediately. In fact, Marshall suddenly understands it so well that he gives Barney the winning tip. Classic him. I love Marshall, king of game night. Ta-ta for now. P.S. I oath it that this is my favorite podcast. Oh, Tanya. We oath it that we love you, Tanya. Yeah, same. So thank you for sending that in. Our next one is very concise. It comes from Allison on Twitter. And all it says, shirt boobs. <laughs> <laughs> That is such a good, like, underlying story throughout this whole thing. Yes. Ted's growing sexual attraction for the shirt boobs. I fucking love it. And good for Robin for not shaming him too much for it. 
I mean, oh, she first... was a good sport. She wore yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it looks like we have one blinking light on our answering machine. So let's Ooh. see who left us a message. Hi, ladies. It's Miranda. So Atlantic City. This one is on the lower end of my episodes that I like for season two. It's not the worst. It's definitely not the greatest. So my legendary moment is actually an item. And that item is Robin's jersey t-shirt. I personally found it to be the tackiest thing in the world, and I loved it. And there's a part of me that kind of wanted one. I like everything about this t-shirt. I thought it was funny that in the small moment that Lily wants to be a bride, she pulls a bridezilla moment and says, you can't look better than me. And I also love the fact that Robin's like, got your best friend? Gave me two seconds. And she goes to a gift shop and she pays for a tacky ass t-shirt so she doesn't look any better than her best friend. I even love the fact that Ted decides he's gonna wear it. Even though you never see this t-shirt again, this t-shirt was the star of the show. That and Barney, but that's a different story. So I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good day. You know what? I think I think I agree with Allison and Miranda. Yeah. I think the boob shirt is the legendary moment of this episode. Especially the crotch fringe. I mean, how can you compete I'm, with that? How can you? You can't. You can't. Just Robin. I mean, the whole episode. She's just delivering. She was my legendary moment. Robin in general? Yeah, just Robin. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. again, I mean, it was it was tough to watch Lily just freaking out this whole time. And Miranda actually had some very choice words on Twitter about Lily that I think both of us have kind of talked about, too. Like, mm-hmm. we totally agree. I think it was all out of desperation, but it was still extremely selfish and impulsive and mm-hmm. in the end led to not a lot of anything. Um, and as I get older, I mean, I feel like the first time I watched this, I wasn't really thinking about all the consequences this all had. For everyone yeah. around them, but like Ted missed a whole day of work for this, and Robin missed the news, and you know I don't know what Barney missed, but he's got a gambling addiction again. Yeah. So I mean, there were a lot. Of, there was a lot of collateral damage for this, for this very impulsive decision. So we get it, totally. So both of us think shirt boobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shirt boobs. For and the Robin's just like co- absolute commitment. Yes. To like. Wearing that outfit and oh my god, so good! It's so good. Yeah, that has like the yeah that has the best story arc this whole this whole episode. So yeah, good job, guys. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We have a huge week next week. Yes, we uh. will be back with. Wait for it, slap it! So holy shit, slap it! <gasps> oh my is god, finally here. Please send us your legendary yes. moments for this episode to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. I have a feeling that we're going to get a lot, and we will read every Me single too. one of them. So send them in now. I'm hoping we also have a special guest next week. Me too. I think we will. Sucks that we don't tape in person. Maybe we could slap each other or something. But That would be fun. <laughs> oh, God. Why did I even say that? So, no, just kidding. I would be way too scared to slap you. Are you kidding me? You'd be scared to slap me? Yeah. Why? You'd slap the shit out of That's me. That's really true. <laughs> I have one speed. Yeah. I'm not fucking around, dude. I'll break your face. So, yeah. So, we'll see you next week. We post new recaps every week. So, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. 
And like we said at the top of the show, it would be great to get more iTunes reviews. So head on over and do that. You can also come and chat with us on Twitter and Facebook at Hey Beautiful Pod. And we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. <laughs>